So sync is a massive topic on johnlebon.com and it actually splits some of the membership, I think, straight down the middle. So some people are really into the sync topic and then other people just don't seem to either be interested or get it at all. But for me, it's a really fascinating, interesting subject. And I know you are the same with this. You're really into the sync. It really is on the other end of the scale when you're looking at things like the war hoax and, and some of these other darker topics. The sync topic kind of gives you a bit of a, a lift up and you know maybe that something else is going on helping us out whatever you want to interpret it. So why don't you give us a little overview of sync as per johnlebon.com. All right so sync is short for synchro mysticism which sounds like a wanky new age term for something but basically about 10 or 12 years ago a bunch of bloggers on the internet back when blogs were still a big thing i'm not sure how many people remember this but once upon a time blogs were a lot more popular than they are now like in the sense of these days you'll find little online communities gravitating around discord servers or youtube channels or internet forums perhaps facebook groups are now huge once upon a time before all of that it was blogs and people would leave comments on each other's blogs on that comment you could click that person's name which would take you to their blog so this was kind of an early a relatively early way in terms of how the, the modern internet works for people of similar interests I guess to engage with each other's work blogs used to be a big thing and so about 12 years ago 10 or 12 years ago a bunch of bloggers were talking about what we might call sinks 
This is this idea that there were these amazing coincidences in films and other pop culture and other topics as well that seems to be more than just mere coincidence. So for just one example, say an actor whose roles in films seem to be following a certain archetype that's not obvious if you just watch the films on their own without thinking about them, you don't notice it. But if you start paying attention to what different roles this actor is playing in different films, it almost seems as though it's a film within the films. It's almost as though this guy is a character that's crossing the different films. Now this might sound a little bit crazy, I'm doing my best to give an overview here, but that's what these guys were all blogging about 10 or 12 years ago. And that ended up developing into the sync book. So a guy said to a whole bunch of these bloggers, hey, we're all talking about all these syncs that we're noticing in films and, and pop culture. Why don't we do a book? Why don't you all submit a chapter and I'll edit a book? And that turned into the sync book, which was released, the first sync book I think was released in 2010, 2011, I wanna say. And then they released a subsequent book in 2012 called The Sync Book 2. So they had their own little online community going. And for whatever reason, it looks as though this online community of people has more or less dissipated. It seems to me as though a lot of the guys who were doing this, they were doing this in their 20s and 30s. Well, 10 years later, they're all now fathers and parents and they're, I guess, life has taken them in different directions. They're no longer putting out all of this material online. But a lot of what they discovered, it's just as relevant today as it was, you know, back in their time, 10 or 12 years ago. So what I'm trying to do with my website is almost, I don't want to say sort of pick up where they left off, but you know, this concept of sync and what, what is happening in the world, to me, it's, it's fascinating. And maybe it does explain some of these so-called coincidences that we're seeing, such as the, the number plate. Maybe this concept of sync can kind of explain it in a way or, or give us a new way of looking at it. So to put that in perspective once upon a time if you could show somebody hey look sandy hook is mentioned in the film batman you can see a scene where there is sandy hook it's mentioned right once upon a time if you could show people enough of these seeming coincidences they'd say oh that's predictive programming that is the people who do all of this intentionally putting this in our face to get us prepared for what's about to come. You know, all of these 9-11 coincidences, you know, for instance, in The Matrix, Neo, his passport expires on September 11, 2001. That film was released before 2001. How come this film that's all about these esoteric ideas and how the world really works, how come in this film, the main character, his passport expires on September 11, 2001? Why are we showing that? Oh, that's predictive programming. That's the people who do all of this putting it in our faces to get us ready for what's coming or something like this, right? Well, Sync, Sync doesn't necessarily reject those ideas ideas, but it, it says, well, maybe there's other explanations. Maybe there's something much bigger going on. You know, maybe time isn't as linear as we think it is, or maybe there's some kind of force that's that's bigger than we are, that's bigger than even the humans who run the show are, that is putting these things here to help us to pay more attention to what's going on. They've got all these different ways of interacting with the coincidences, the so-called coincidences. And that's that's one of the reasons why I got into looking at this was through 9-11 and the, the myriad coincidences that can't be explained just by coincidence. There, there must be something else going on. Is it just predictive programming or is there another way to look at this? That's how I got into it. Now, to me, sync is far more interesting than, than just talking about you know the latest oh they've got a bombing on tv and clearly the actors aren't injured clearly they're acting yeah okay that's interesting but you know so what whereas sync does seem to have this ability to bleed into your own life so for instance right now i'm looking at the titanic hoax thanks to you tng thanks to you pointing out the the futility book a book about the titanic that was published before the titanic that's got me looking into the titanic hoax and there's a cafe that i sit at it's just at the end of my street where i'm staying right now in saigon as i was walking there a couple of days ago to hopefully finish the article that i was working on as i was
was walking up there, what song was playing on the radio? And they've got their radio, it plays both outside and inside. So before I even got in the door, I could hear the song that was playing. And now this is a day where I'm spending my whole time walking towards the cafe thinking, today's the day where I'm going to try and finish this article. So I'm thinking about the Titanic hoax, the whole walk down my street to this cafe and what is playing on the radio as I walk up the stairs to the cafe. Well, it's the Celine Dion song from the film Titanic. It's the exact same song, right? Now, once upon a time, I would have put that down to mere coincidence. They could be playing any one of thousands of songs. This particular cafe usually plays songs in English, not in Vietnamese. So there's thousands of songs they could be playing. This is just a coincidence that they're playing this song this day. Whereas now, with with my current framework that I interact with the world with, I think, well, maybe there's, maybe there's more to this. Maybe this is like a sign from the cosmos, from the universe. Maybe this is some kind of sign that I can interpret however I want. Uh, and I've got a lot more to say about all of that, TNG, but that's that's my basic overview. Do you think I've conveyed that well enough? Oh, I think you have that. Probably more than enough, to be honest, to say about the subject. But I have to say, I, I would have I given anything to have seen your face when you're walking down that street and you heard those bagpipes or whatever it was that's on that song playing. Yeah, I think it's it's like a flute, isn't it? Yeah, as I heard that, because, you know, for the first half a second, you're thinking, no way. And then sure enough, you're like, yeah, this is the song. And I think, like, the words that I uttered under my my breath were sort of like words that you wouldn't want to repeat on a podcast for a polite audience and then I thought to myself like don't don't take this the wrong way like remember this this could be a cool thing and I'm like yeah this you get to interpret this however you want like it's not necessarily the cosmos taking the piss out of you it could be almost like having fun with you do you know what I mean and I guess that was one of the reasons why I was so drawn to some of the sync guys as I started learning about their work and going back and checking out their work, they seem to have a more positive attitude towards all of this. So whereas the mainstream conspiracy culture has this attitude of, oh, it's all evil, they do all of this to to harm us or to to mock us in a negative way, like that, it's a very negative attitude mindset in the in the broader act realm, especially the media fakery subsection. They've got this incredibly negative attitude towards the world and how it operates. The sync guys seem to have more of this. Well, it's, it's all just a big joke, you know. It's all fun. Just have fun with it, you know. You don't have to see you don't have to see all this as necessarily being nefarious yeah without drilling down too far into this too quickly a lot of this does cause you to reflect on what you think is going on spiritually like this realm that we're in do you really believe that whoever put you here hates you do you really believe that whoever runs a show hates you and a lot of people whether they'll admit it or not they really do believe that this place is hell they really do believe that they're being punished for something you know like they really do believe that whether it's humans at the top of this or some other kind of biological creature at the top of this, or some kind of some kind of god or cosmic force, whatever they think is at the top of this, they truly believe that it hates them or that it wants bad for them. You know, they've lost faith in this idea that actually they're quite fortunate to be here. And so sync, I think, is one way that you can, like if that's the mindset that you've found yourself in, the people at the top are evil, the powers that be are evil, you know, this world is run by evil forces, they hate us, they kill us, they mutilate us, they send us to war, and all these, all these really negative things. If that's the mindset that you've found yourself in consciously or unconsciously sync can encourage you to reconsider that it's like well are you so sure that it's evil like is it possible that actually this this place is what you make of it you know and so the sinks you make of the sinks what you want you can look at the the armistice day friends ferdinand car and you can look at that as oh the people who run the show they're taking the piss out of us because they hate us right you can look at it that way or you can look at it as the cosmos is having a joke with us is telling you don't worry like nobody died nobody got hurt the war was a hoax it wasn't real 
deal. Kim Jong-un doesn't have nuclear bombs. You're not at threat of dying any minute. Putin's never going to send an intercontinental ballistic missile to kill you. All of that's a joke. Just relax. You get to interpret this however you want. And for me, that's a big, that's one of the big draw cards of sync. It sort of encourages you to reconsider what you think you know and what you think it means. And that's why I spend so much time on it on my website these days. It's For me, it's a much more fascinating field than, than just looking at the hoaxes in isolation. Yeah, and also, I think for me, is that once you get into the sync subject, it kind of escalates with you. And a number of the, the members on the johnlebond.com have all said the same thing. So, they, you know, they start looking into sync and maybe read a few chapters of the sync book, kind of got the feel for it. And then they start noticing, as you say, some personal syncs. And it, and it builds and it builds and it builds and obviously in your case John I mean this uh, little example you gave of the uh, the Titanic music when you were going down the street I mean this is just one of many you you have shared I mean that the one that comes back to my mind is the ghost example so from the film the ghost when you when you had the go the, the film come on on the on the telly that one that you know it blows you away sometimes it really does and then a lot of your articles as well and obviously more recent articles you know the the number of synchronous that are at play there is something to it there's just no denying it at all it just it's just one after the other after the other after the other and you're only looking you know sometimes and a narrow view of a particular thing you know a movie or whatever and just one little section of it and you're pulling out about 30 different things that how is this possible <laughs> how is it possible yeah yeah, you're right. It, it all does snowball. And if you read the sync books, this is something that a few of their authors talk about is this idea of, well, of course, when you become more open-minded to it, you're kind of looking for it. So, of course, you're going to see it more. It's what they call the, the Texas sharpshooter fallacy like well of course you're noticing all of these amazing coincidences you know you're looking for them now and i think an element like there's an element of that that is true like once you become more open-minded to it of course you're going to see more but that's they've always been there the whole point is we've had our minds shut off to them for so long and why and i look back and i think at what age did someone teach me what a coincidence is you know you think back when did someone tell me that these amazing connections are just coincidences as in you've noticed something that's pretty amazing that makes you feel as though it was almost done for you. There's almost some kind of, I use the word cosmic, but there's, there's some kind of universal force that has just done something that is very significant to you and you should dismiss it because it's just a coincidence. You know, how old was I when I was trained to see things that way? And this is what we do, especially in, in Western culture, is we teach young children, oh, you just noticed this amazing thing that almost seems like it was a universal sign just for you. Yeah, just forget about it. Just a coincidence, right? That's what we train children to think. And so especially people who go through the education system and they're taught that, oh, we're just made of stars. We're made of atoms. We live in a giant spinning ball going around the sun. This is all an accident. All of your thoughts and feelings, they're not really unique. They're just cause and effect reactions from the chemicals in your brain. All of this kind of stuff, that kind of framework that we that we train people to have, well, sync goes against that. So, that. so the person who believes themselves to be so intelligent, so smart, so learned, oh, well, you know, we know that the God's not real and we know that we're just made of atoms and we know it's all just cause and effect and it's, it's all meaningless. Well, of course they're gonna reject sync because they've accepted their own life as meaningless. Whereas what sync is saying is no, your life can have meaning. You get to be the one who chooses what the meaning is. And now that you're doing that, look around at all of these signs that you can interpret whatever way you want. So in my case, the music from Titanic is playing as I get to the cafe. I get to interpret that however I want. Now, if I interpret that as the cosmos saying to me, you're doing good work here today, JLB. Make sure you finish this article. This is good. This is going to help you. It's going to help your website. People are going to enjoy it. Make sure you get it done today or get it done soon. I can interpret it that way. And by being open to this, I get to have that interpretation and I can interpret it however I want. But the person who says, no, it's all just a coincidence, bang, 
the, the world becomes very meaningless to them. All of these signs that they can interpret however they want, meaningless. They're, they're missing out on so much of what this world has to offer, so much of what existence has to offer. They're missing out on all of it because they were trained at a young age to say, just a coincidence. There's one thing, obviously, I've noticed, and I, and I know you've noticed this as well, what I'm going to say, because you have gave an example in the past. It's children. Children, younger children, do notice these coincidences, don't they? Maybe not talking about complete zany things, but I mean, I know you're the one time I remember there was somebody, a little girl talking about uh, wanting a Porsche or something when she wanted to grow up, and it just so happened that she saw one pass a school. Oh, that was it. She'd given a presentation, hadn't she? And, there was, and, and she saw one go past the school and was absolutely amazed at this coincidence which was obviously a sink you know it's exactly what we're talking about yet you know the people she were with you, she was with at the time were just dismissive of it weren't they and and i think this is this is kind of what what happens is that children have this you know this this awareness of things like this but the the really call it the programming or you know all that goes on in your education and and through your learning as you're going into adulthood it kind of it's kind of driven out of you and it's good it's so nice to maybe find this part of your life that you've lost so long ago it is quite magical to say the least it really is well let me give some context with that story so that girl what was happening was i was sitting in a mcdonald's as again that was one of the two cafes most of the work that you see on my website from 2017 and 2018 those two years i was living in a place in brisbane in a suburb called kapira and there were two places near me that were good for me to sit down with my computer there was a regular cafe and a mcdonald's and mccafe so one night i was sitting there working on one thing or another and on the table next to me is a family and i think the girl was the friend of the family's girl so like mum mum daughter and then daughter's friend and she was telling a story about how she was giving a show-and-tell presentation or some kind of presentation at the front of a class. She was telling all of her classmates that when she grew up, she wanted to own, and I can't remember if it was a Porsche or a Ferrari, but a, a kind of car that we all accept is expensive and you know you need money to own. And as she was giving the presentation, one of these drove past her school. And the suburb that I'm in, there's not many of these cars. Okay, the suburb that I was in at the time is not even close to a wealthy suburb. So the chances that one of these would drive past her school at any time is remote. But as she's giving her speech about how she wants to own one, come on, right? So she's telling this story to parents of her, of her friend and uh, they weren't like dismissive. Like I don't, from memory, they weren't trying to tell her, well, who cares? It doesn't matter. But they just weren't interested. They just weren't interested. Now, if that same girl told me that story, my response might be something along the lines of, well, do you think maybe that's a sign? Like maybe that's a sign from the universe that you can have a a Porsche if you want one. Like, there's nothing stopping you from working hard and getting the money and, and buying that car. Maybe that's a sign, you know? That would be my response to it. But what we're trained now to do is to say, well, no, that's crazy. You, th you think that's a sign? <laughs> you think that's a sign from, from the universe or from God or from the cosmos? You're crazy, man. That's just a coincidence, yeah? And, and as I was sitting there, right next to this girl, you know, she's, she's kind of going through that conditioning right now. Okay, so the parents didn't, the two adults did not dismiss her, what she was saying, but by taking no interest, uh, that's, that's one part of this process that, that we go through of, of being taught, don't, don't think of yourself as special, don't think of the signs as being signs, 
It's just a coincidence. Nobody cares, basically. It's hard to interpret, isn't it? Why? You know, why it's all these things are just like drilled into you and drilled out of you over the years. It's just absolutely crazy. Anyway, I think that's a good overview of the sync topic. And uh, if there's one subject I really wanted to touch on before we end it, and I know we've done, we've been doing almost two hours already. So if we could just touch on one of my favorite topics of late, uh, which is the diamond hoax, I would, I would love you to just give a brief overview of the diamond oaks and as it is again like sink it is quite light-hearted even if everybody has been ripped off please please share us your thoughts on the diamond oaks john all right well i'm blessed because now on my website there's there's dozens and dozens of members but there's a there's a couple dozen in particular who are i guess highly engaged with the work and so a lot of the times somebody will say something to me or they'll suggest something that i haven't actually thought of or haven't looked into properly myself or maybe i've heard of it but i haven't taken the time to look into properly yet and so we were doing a member call a few months ago i remember i was in had just gotten to malaysia so it must have been the first like my first couple of weeks in malaysia because I remember where I was when we were recording the call. And anyway, this particular member of the website had suggested to me that diamonds are not what we think they are, that we've kind of been hoaxed about the concept of diamonds, that they're not really even made of carbon. And it caused me to think, well, hold on. I've always assumed that diamonds are made of carbon. I've always believed that. But the truth of the matter is I have no evidence that that's the case. I remember in chemistry, in senior high school chemistry, we were taught about how, oh, graphite, and diamonds are made of the same base level material. We call these things atoms, carbon atoms. I remembered all of that, but in terms of evidence that diamonds are made of of, uh, graphite or are made of carbon, I had no evidence. So I thought, you know what? I will go and look into this. Fast forward through what I came to learn, I came to learn that diamonds as we know them are a hoax. They're not mined out of the ground. They're produced in factories in China. This isn't a secret, they openly admit this if you go looking for it, they don't, they don't hide the fact that they make the diamonds in China. They just don't widely publicize it. They do claim, oh, we, no, no, we, we sell the good diamonds for, for money, for, for good money for, uh, for jewelry, but we use the lab diamonds for, um, for like construction tools and, and this kind of thing. But if you dig into it further, they also admit that no one can tell the difference between the mined diamonds and the lab diamonds. And even calling them lab diamonds is overstating the fact they're just factories. The same way that factories produce all kinds of plastic crap, consumables for people in America and Australia and this kind of thing. Same thing in factories. They're just making the diamonds in factories. They just have these devices that use high temperature and high pressure and they take whatever substances they take and they compress them down and you've got diamonds, right? So this idea that the people are buying these diamonds that are worth thousands of dollars, none of those diamonds are worth anything other than what is being paid for them. And this is the whole scam. The value of the diamonds isn't inherent in any way. The value is how much you spend on it. I'm gonna spend $1,000, $2,000, $5,000. I'm gonna spend a month's wage, two months wage. It doesn't matter. What matters is that that money's being spent on the diamond, but the diamond itself has no inherent value whatsoever. So people have this idea of, oh, but, but the experts, you know, they've got the, they've got the four Cs, the color and the clarity and the carrot. That's, that's just make-believe as well. That was all put together by a guy who was selling diamonds. Okay, so what people think is this objective metric to determine the inherent value of a diamond, that's a gimmick as well, that's a hoax. There is no inherent value to the diamonds. They're made on the cheap in Chinese factories. The whole thing is a complete hoax, a complete scam, basically. And you know, this, this, this topic just highlights for me just how diverse, how different JohnLeBond.com is from 
anywhere else in the app realm. So you, you'll go on YouTube, you'll you know you whatever website, wherever you want to go, and who who is talking about the diamond hoax? Nobody. Nobody knows. And said I did want to mention the ultrasound, but I can leave that. But these things, you know, there's all these topics, all these subjects on JohnLeBun.com, and nobody is talking about them at all outside of JohnLeBun.com. And I've got a huge advantage now that I have to say, because I've got these other members on the site, sometimes I get ideas for things that I hadn't thought of, and maybe I wouldn't have thought of. And this is a good example, TNG. You've got to take some credit here. You were that member I was talking about who suggested that diamonds aren't made of carbon which is an idea that I hadn't even considered. And it was you who sent me that email talking about, well, if you try and, and find out what a diamond is really made of, it doesn't work the way they say. Like you were looking at it from this uh, scientific angle, I suppose, because of your background in science or engineering or what have you. And that got me looking into, well, what do I know about diamonds? So that was your suggestion that got me on that path in the first place. As usual though, John, you go digging. <laughs> And what you do, you find a, a revelation again, a revelation after revelation. And there's, there, there just is, you know, it's crazy to me that there's all these topics sitting there at johnlebon.com. And this is just, just highlights an example that, you know, the diamond oaks, that this is something that, you know, it's not dark. It's not, it's just something that everybody should know about. It really is. It's just crazy. But it is another topic, even though it's not dark, it's not like the ultrasound hoax or these other things. There is an element of, you can understand why people don't want to know this because what if you've already spent $3,000 on a diamond? Do you really want to know that it was made in a factory in China for a few dollars? and that you're a sucker. Like, does anyone really want to know that? And it's, it's even worse than that. It's not just that you're a sucker if you bought the diamond. Even if you've never bought the diamond, who are the people who want the diamonds? I mean, before I did the research, I didn't know that people actually did buy diamond rings so commonly. I thought it was like a niche thing. Like it's in movies, oh, I'll buy a diamond ring. But I, I didn't realize, no, this is, to this day, it's something like three quarters of, of weddings in America involve a diamond ring. I didn't know that. Because I'm not married. Very few of my friends or acquaintances back home are married. Like the whole marriage industry is is fairly distanced from myself, or I'm distanced from it. I don't I don't really know much about this stuff. So I learned, oh, really, three quarters of of weddings involve a diamond ring. Like that's huge, yeah. And who's pushing for the diamond rings? Who are the people who want the diamond rings? Well, of course, it's the women. Yeah. Do you think Do you think any man wakes up in the morning and thinks to himself, I can't wait to go diamond ring shopping today? Of course not. He's doing that to impress the woman. So there's this whole other element to the diamond hoax, which is the diamond ring hoax, which is the marriage hoax, the marriage scam. What is the man doing when he's spending all this money on a diamond ring or on the wedding itself, right? What is he doing? Well, he's justifying his relationship with this woman. So the, the diamond hoax goes to the heart of one of the most, in, in a way, it kind of is one of the darkest hoaxes going on, which is this relationship hoax, this love hoax, this, this Disney-esque idea that people have of, of the people in their lives and the evidence doesn't support it. The evidence doesn't support this idea that you two are together because you love each other, like in the movies. No, it doesn't. You have to go through this stupid ritual of spending ridiculous amounts of money on things like diamonds, yeah, or paying 30% extra to hire a venue because it's for a wedding. How come they're allowed to charge you extra? Because just because it's a wedding, it's the same food being served, it's the same venue, same staff. How come they're allowed to charge you more? Because it's a wedding. Why are you going to pay it? Because you have to, to justify the marriage, because that's what the woman wants. Why does she want that? Doesn't she love you? Well, she does and she doesn't, if you know what I mean. The diamond hoax is almost like the tip of the iceberg of, and, and the diamond hoax itself is not dark, but what it leads you to reconsider about 
the modern marriage, the modern relationship, to an extent, TNG, I think, for some people, it kind of will be dark, really, if you think about it. Well, I can relate, can't I? Because I've been married twice already. I was about to say that, and I thought I'd better not. No, I've told you before, I, I certainly I certainly won't be buying another diamond ring. In fact, I, I have thought about this, and, and I thought that if I, if I do propose to another lady, then she'll probably get something like a banana or something off me. She's certainly not going to get a diamond ring. <laughs> <laughs> You, you could buy a factory diamond ring and pass it off as a legit diamond ring. I mean, she wouldn't know the difference. The experts don't. So how would she? <laughs> That's fantastic. Of course. They wouldn't, would they? Because they can't tell the difference. Oh, it's brilliant. And they admit it. If you look into it, that's... And you've touched on this a couple of times in this call, and I've touched on it a couple of times. It's like, guys, look at all these topics that are hoaxes, Yeah. Look at all these topics that are hoaxes. How come no one else has exposed all this before? Why? And it's because no one's looking into it. It's phenomenal. It's phenomenal. It's like, if I didn't know better, I would think maybe I was put here. Like, maybe this is like a giant test. And so all of these goodies are just waiting for me. Like, I'm going to be the first person to find them. Or the people on my website, like yourself, will be the first person to find them. Because we're the only player characters here, right? All of the other people, they're just part of the furniture. They're not put here to discover the hoaxes. We've got all these hoaxes to discover. No one's going to discover them before us because no one's looking. And they're everywhere. They're everywhere. From ultrasound to diamonds to ancient Egypt, to the Titanic, to war, you name it, there's a good chance it's a hoax and nobody will have discovered it because all of the other people, they're part of the broader hoax, the human hoax. They're part of this hoax, this idea that they're all like us. No, they're not. They're non-player characters. They're just part of the furniture. Well, I'm, I'm glad you brought that up. I'm going to end the show here. But the fact that you've brought up NPCs, I'd like to ask you one question before we say goodbye to the, the viewers. And that is, uh, I'm on episode four now. I, I would very much like to have a return visit <laughs> or a return show. So may I invite you back to talk again? But I'd like you to come and talk to me on a specific episode. And that will be uh, episode 17. So it's a, it's a few weeks away yet, but I'd just like to ask you, would you mind coming back and returning? And maybe we could talk about uh, what you're referring to now as the MPC, which obviously is yet an, another massive subject and topic of conversation on johnlebon.com. What say you, John Lebon? I'll be here for episode 17. I'll be here whenever I'm invited. And I have to say, it's so cool to think that in a couple of minutes, we press stop record and that's my work done. The idea that someone else has to edit all of this and clean it all up man this is uh this is an absolute pleasure because normally once i press stop recording that's the beginning of the work done and i've got two days of sitting in front of a computer to finish the work so my friend tng if you're happy to do the editing my friend i'll be here anytime you invite me this is so easy i get to sit here have a chat and uh, and then we press the red button and that's it mate i'll be here whenever you want me thank you very much so uh thank you for your time john it's been an absolute pleasure as always and yeah let's uh, see what episode 17 brings so thank you and to everybody, this has been Technonosis and John LeBon. Please get in touch with him at johnlebon.com. Have a look at his work. It's goodbye for now.
But until then, you guys take care of yourselves.